This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 25th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Burger King might buy Tim Hortons, but the main reason for doing so may be to simply escape the punitive corporate tax code of the United States. Dan Mitchell, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. Whether it's the Burger King Hortons deal or many of the other inversions we're hearing about, they're all motivated by two factors. First, the United States has the highest corporate income tax in the entire industrialized world, maybe even the entire world, period. Second, we have a very punitive system known as worldwide taxation, which basically means American companies trying to earn market share abroad, they not only have to pay tax on any foreign income to foreign governments, but then they have to declare that income to the IRS and pay a second layer of tax, which when combined with our very high corporate tax rate is a real competitive hindrance for American firms competing against foreign companies. So uh, for Burger King, as with a lot of other companies, a move to Canada would allow them to earn profits in other countries and only pay the tax in that country. Correct. What an inversion does, if you, in effect, take your charter out of a filing cabinet in Delaware and put it in a filing cabinet in Canada or London or Zurich or someplace else, uh, all that really happens is that your legal domicile has changed. But in almost all cases, your headquarters still stays in America. Your operations still stay wherever they are. The only effect of an inversion is that extra layer of tax on foreign source income disappears. So what prevents companies like Burger King and other companies that have engaged in this process from just deciding we're going to domicile our company in another country? It seems it has to be much more complicated if Burger King is considering buying a large company in order to avoid those taxes. It used to be when we didn't have as many bad government laws that companies would do that. They would simply decide, we're going to redomicile in a jurisdiction with better tax law. We saw this in the 1990s with a lot of jurisdiction, a lot of companies redomiciling in Cayman and Bermuda. But then what happened is that the politicians passed a law saying, well, we don't like that, so we're going to impose financial protectionism. And the law was changed so that even if companies redomiciled, the IRS treated them like American companies for tax purposes regardless. So now, if you want to do an inversion, you have to go through the whole effort of doing a cross-border merger. Now, it may very well make sense to do a cross-border merger anyhow uh, in a competitive global economy, but there's no question that the ability to get out from under America's worldwide tax system is a major factor. What are some other companies that have done this? Well, if you look at the news recently, you see that uh, Pfizer and Walgreens, big companies, uh, have uh, attracted a lot of political enmity uh, by even considering this. But the companies that have done it in the past, I mean, they range from Ingersoll Rand to offshore drilling companies uh, to a lot of insurance companies, a lot of high-tech companies. Basically, if you're a multinational and you earn a lot of income outside America's borders, almost definitely you're going to have a big financial incentive to engage in, in an inversion because it's very hard for you to compete against companies based in other nations that don't have the hindrance of a high corporate tax rate and especially uh, they don't have worldwide taxation. Instead, they have something called territorial taxation, which is simply the common sense notion of a government only taxing what takes place inside the borders of a country. Is this uh, two-tier taxation, essentially, is that a uniquely American institution? 
The United States is one of maybe only about 10 countries in the entire world that have worldwide taxation of corporate income. It used to be more common 10, 20 years ago, but a lot of countries have realized as the economy is globalized that it simply doesn't make sense to impose this extra burden on companies from your own country. Because remember, no matter how bad we want to be, and when I say we, I'm talking about the politicians, no matter how bad the politicians want to treat companies here in America, they can't pass bad laws that affect companies based in other jurisdictions. Uh, and so all that happens when we try to penalize our companies is we make it easier for companies from elsewhere to get more market share. What do you make of uh, President Obama's uh, claims regarding that this is a herd mentality with companies trying to move to other countries and his calls for economic patriotism with respect to companies that might be considering moving out outside the U.S.? Who was it? Mark Twain? Who said uh, patriotism is the last refuge of a scoundrel? Uh, to demagogue against companies for simply engaging in their fiduciary responsibility to shareholders, workers, and consumers, to me, is... I don't know, it's akin to blaming the victim. Let's fix what's wrong with our tax system. Uh, it's uniquely onerous and punitive to our own companies. Uh, and so instead of demagoguing, I think the president should be taking the lead in suggesting to lower the corporate tax rate and to move toward territorial taxation. When did Canada get a better tax system than the corporate tax system than the United States? When did that occur? Well, it's happened over like a 20-year period. Canada took a U-turn beginning in the early 1990s where they all of a sudden because their economy was in crisis, they said, we better shape up. And so not only did they lower the burden of government spending significantly, uh, but they've also slashed their corporate tax rate. Now, they have a federal system like the United States, so you have to look at both the federal corporate tax and the provincial corporate tax, uh, but the federal corporate tax is all the way down to 15%. So for Burger King, for Burger King to buy Hortons and to have a Canadian domicile basically means that their global income won't be taxed at, at anything more than the 15% in Canada. And of course, in all likelihood, it won't be any uh, Canadian tax on foreign source income because they have a territorial system. Who are some of the lawmakers that are trying to actively prevent this kind of thing? And how are they, how are they going about trying to prevent the, these inversions from occurring? If you look on the House Ways and Means Committee Democratic website, you'll see a lot of anti-inversion uh, demagoguery. Uh, but in terms of specific lawmakers, I think the Senate is where you find uh, the, the main demagogues on this. Senator Levin of Michigan, Senator Durbin of Illinois, uh, they've almost been um, going out of their way to show economic illiteracy on this issue and to engage in the blame the victim approach to these U.S. companies that are simply trying to do what's best for shareholders, workers, and consumers. Dan Mitchell is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.